camera in the hands of an artist can be used in innumerable ways. Today's episode with James Alaska, we hear the story of transition from photographing families and weddings into the world of commercial photography. Listen to the threads of creativity running through the discussion on working in a small town and the efforts to balance work and family life. This is The Post Process. I'm here today with uh, James Salaska, and uh, James is a commercial photographer out of Frankenmuth, Michigan. And uh, James, tell me a little bit about uh, the kind of photography that you're doing and uh, a little more about, about your story. Sure. Uh, the type of work that I do is um, commercial work, so primarily um, products, locations, lifestyle, advertising type of work. And... Uh, I come from a background of weddings and, and families, and I really wanted to focus primarily on commercial work. And it, so tell me a little bit about how you've been making that transition into commercial photography from the world of sort of families and weddings. Um, I think a lot of times in the general public's mind, when you tell them you're a photographer, um, that's sort of where their mind immediately goes to. So tell me a little bit about that, that process and that tra transition that you're making. Or have made. Have made? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, it's definitely a challenge. And I still run into people today that don't understand that there's this other sector. Because I'm in a smaller market, uh, especially in Frankenmuth, families and weddings and children and seniors is, is definitely where the market is. And so to shy away from that is foreign to a lot of people. And so the transition out of that is difficult because the players are out. The way that you market to a commercial advertising audience is a lot different than the way that you market to an individual who's looking for photography. And so uh, trying to get into that market um, requires a different skill set and, and a lot of different challenges. So uh, tell, me, tell me a little bit more about that. Um, you know, you, you had mentioned that the market's different and sort of the approach is different. Are you finding um, any similarities or, or crossover between the two or, or the relationship between the two, or is it a pretty hard line? Um, there are definitely similarities between the two. Uh, primarily, I'm working right now on <laughs> updating my blog, and that, that hub is still pretty similar um, as far as using that to promote your work and then using your social channels to gain um, access to that blog or have your audience find that blog through your social channels. But the, the primary difference between the two is that in weddings and children and seniors, you're selling primarily to the end user. Uh, so the person buying the photography is probably going to be the person that you're photographing or a mother of the person that you're photographing. And so that sell is a little bit different than the commercial world where I'm selling to art directors or marketing directors or other people who are going to use the photographs um, and pass them on to a designer. And uh, the purpose of the photography is a lot different. So when I'm shooting a senior or a wedding, I'm shooting to capture the event or capture that person in time. When I'm shooting commercial work, I'm shooting the product or the environment or the person in a way that's going to help sell or advertise uh, what they want. And so the direction behind the shoot is a lot different. And there's a lot more riding on a shoot uh, in a commercial environment. So you have a lot more people involved. You have a bigger audience. You have a bigger uh production behind it. So it just involves a lot more pieces and people than 
a simple senior shoot, for example. Yeah, I, um, you know, with with sort of that different decision maker, um, you know, do you feel like the creativity in your photography has changed, or how you ap- approach the the shoot has has changed um, in terms of maybe the, the the preparation and the workflow? Absolutely, it's really interesting. Um, I've worked with some other commercial photographers and transitioning from wedding photography to commercial photography, uh, the mindset changes a lot. So in wedding photography, there was a certain style and approach of photography that I tended to go towards. Um, And what I mean by that is a light, airy lifestyle uh, where the shadows aren't very dark and the pictures are very bright and happy. But in a commercial world, that's not always the look that they're trying to get to. And so I really had to change the way that I approached a shoot uh, from a creative perspective and from a look perspective to match more what my client was looking for. And some of that skill set from a wedding industry transferred over. But there was a whole nother level that I needed to learn that really filled in those voids so that the work was more commercially viable. So, you know, along along those same lines, um, you know, with with sort of that that changing um, that need for a change in how you're shooting, um, how do you how do you sort of adjust between shoots as a commercial photographer um, versus you know a wedding or family photographer? Are you finding that your development of style um, is more challenging because the clients might have a, a wide variety of different demands? Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely does. And although, yeah, I think each client comes in with a different direction, I still think my style needs to show through. So there's a balance between that, uh, finding what is going to match with what they're looking for from an advertising perspective, but also what do I uniquely bring to the table? So from that perspective, that's very similar to the same type of thing that happens in a non-commercial setting where you still want as an artist to make sure that your artistic footprint is on that piece of work. I think with the commercial, it comes second sometimes, and that's a lot different than in other photography industries because uh, with weddings, they're really hiring you for that look and that aesthetic, but I've worked with commercial clients who simply want photos after the, the shoot is done, and they'll apply their aesthetic and their look, and that really doesn't happen on um, the more personal shoots. Usually you're giving them a final piece, whereas in commercial, there's times when they just want the photos and they'll develop them and retouch them the way that they want it so that it matches with their brand and their aesthetic. So it is a lot different between the two in that regard. You know, when, when sort of you hand over those photographs and uh, the art director or... Um, the, the company that you're working for takes those and starts working with them. Um, you know, how do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, verse, uh, you know, the, the delivery of a final product, uh, to a, say a wedding client or a family client. Is that, is, has that been a challenge for you? It definitely has been. And the more I work in that realm, the more I realize what parts and what aspects are important for me to control And so I'll give you an example. Recently, I did a shoot and um, it was for a billboard and I drove past the billboard and I had given them the the files and they did all of the retouching. And the way that they retouched the file, I could tell they didn't do a very good job. And 
and as a photographer, you want your work to be represented in a way that's good and shows what you're capable of. So to see the billboard and realize that it wasn't retouched in a way that I would have retouched it or it just looked a little bit off was frustrating. But at the same time, um, I'm willing to give that up. And, and it was a hard transition because I remember the first time I had to do that with a client who was like, yeah, we don't really care about the retouching. We have someone in-house who's going to handle that. We just want the final files or the unretouched files. And that's hard because that's part of my process and part of the way that I create the aesthetic that is my work. And so it's hard to give that up. But at the end of the day, I try to remember that the most important thing (laughs) is that I'm using this work to um, make money and support my family. And so sometimes your artistic vision takes a backseat to the commercial aspect of providing for your family. And, and that's very, very hard to give up as an artist for sure. I I think that's a great sort of transition. Um, you know, as, as an artist, as a photographer, um, designer, uh, tell me a little bit more about the ways that you're able to balance your family life and your uh, sort of work life? Um, do you find that there's uh, sort of a clear demarcation between the two or are you, are you finding it's like always a little bit on? Um, yeah, I don't think you'll find any artist or designer in this field who is able to really draw a very clear line between work and family. There's always going to be things. And I think a lot of jobs have that same problem where your family life bleeds into your work and your work bleeds into your family life. And I really try hard to make sure that there's a a clear division. That's one of the reasons why I have a studio where it's not in my house is because I have that clear division between this is my home life and this is my work life. But the difficult part for me is that because I'm my own boss and I own my own business, I really have the freedom to make the decision of, uh, when is work time and when is family time. And sometimes that decision can be extremely challenging because there's no one above me saying, no, this is most certainly work time and this is family time. And uh, in the commercial world too, there it not all shoots happen in that nine to five window. And so that definitely bleeds into family time, whether it's on weekends or in evenings or really early in the morning. So it's a struggle. And I think a lot of people face that in different industries. And so it's not really any different. The struggle that I really think is different for me is that I get to decide when that happens. And that's, I think that's the challenging part. Yeah. So be, being your own boss and you know, it comes with, with, uh, the freedom to, to work and the freedom not to work. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, along the, uh, you know, sort of staying on the topic of the family, do you, do you feel like your expectation when you transitioned into commercial photography was different and, uh, in terms of, uh, your schedule or when you're doing the shoots, um, versus uh, weddings, which are generally, you know, Friday, Saturday weekend, kind of schedules. Yeah, I would say that's probably the primary reason why I wanted to get away from weddings. Uh, the more successful you get as a wedding photographer, the more your summer is erased. And all of the shoots happen on weekends and all of the fun things in the summertime happen on weekends. And so I quickly watched that time that I felt like was really valuable from a, a family perspective um, go into the hands of my wedding clients. And 
I didn't like that. I, I liked being able to be available to my family on the weekends, especially during the summertime. And the beautiful thing, if you're just a wedding photographer, is that your summer is extremely heavy, but the rest of the year is a little bit slower. You play catch up and then it transitions back into that. But as I watched that, you know, that career path come up, I realized that it's not that simple because wedding clients are starting to book a year in advance and two years in advance. And so I remember I missed uh, an anniversary for my grandparents. The whole family got together and I had a wedding that weekend and the wedding was booked um, six months before they even thought about having an anniversary party. And so missing out on family, things like that is especially challenging. And the one thing about weddings is that they're cement. They don't move. You can't move them. You have zero control over them. And so when those wedding things come up, there's a lot of stress in that. I had a we found out we were pregnant and the very first phone call that I made was to uh one of my wedding clients because our due date was on their wedding. And so I think they might have known before my parents did because I wanted to give them the opportunity to find a different photographer uh, since I knew that there could be a chance that I'd be unavailable on that day. Yeah. And so that type of stuff makes it challenging. It, it's, it's a little bit scary to have that type of responsibility on your plate and know that your whole summer is locked down in these pillars where you don't have any flexibility. And there's a lot of things that happen in life and I just didn't like that feeling of knowing that these days I had to do my <laughs> utmost to make sure that everything was absolutely perfect and that nothing happened to me happened to me on that day. And I think with with the addition of kids, there's a lot more um sway in that. And so, you know, handing my kids off to my wife used to second shoot with me, handing my kids off to grandparents and to friends and realizing that if anything happened to them, we were basically inaccessible until the end of the wedding is, it's a little bit of a scary thought. So. Yeah. Well, um, in terms of sort of, uh, the creative spirit and, uh, where do you, where do you think that, that some of that creativity that you have, comes from? Do you feel like uh, it's something that uh, you practiced and, or do you feel like there, there's more of a, a talent uh, to what you're doing? Um, That's a really great question. It's something that I, I feel like recently I've changed my mind on and I, maybe I do flip flop back and forth on it. But uh, when I went off to college, I remember distinctly having um, the thought that I didn't want to um, take tests in college and I definitely didn't want to write papers and so I wanted to choose a major where I didn't have to worry about the traditional things in college that I felt like college was all about. Everything I'd heard about college was oh, we got to write long papers and we have these tests and it, that just didn't interest me and so I knew in high school that I wanted to get into a field of creativity and that I had uh, either a desire or a skill set from high school to pursue a career in that field of creativity. I don't think I had any idea what that meant. It just, I just knew it meant I didn't have to worry about those core classes that I didn't want to take. And instead of, you know, writing huge papers, I was painting pictures and that seemed a lot more appealing to me. Uh, and so at that point, I feel like I kind of thought it was something within me that like I was unique and different and other people didn't have the skill set. And I think there's certainly something to be said about that idea that creativity is 
is stronger in, in some people than other people, but I believe that all people have some sort of creativity and that the hard part is nurturing it or finding it and then working very hard to develop it. And so the creativity, for example, in my photography uh, wasn't innate to me as a person. I've always studied it, but it really comes from a lot of work in the field, a lot of research. I have books and books and books of photographers that I like about developing the craft, about seeing how to see. And and I think that's where that creativity is really coming from. And then what I love about listening to other artists is where their inspiration comes from and and just seeing the world and realizing that there are pieces of it that then you can draw into your work and your craft. And I think that's kind of the next step in creativity for me or for an artist is to progress from that that initial step of looking at other people's artwork and developing your own style from that to uh, creating from just your own um, life experiences. And I think I'm, I'm finally starting to get into that and develop that style, which is fun and exciting in its own right. The, um, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned the inspiration. Are there some things that inspire you? Or are there some go-to things that you, you, you look at um, to sort of kickstart uh, an idea? Or yeah, a it depends on the, the project that I'm working at. But there's a couple of websites that I start off a lot of projects with. And so if it's a photography project, I usually, from a commercial spe- perspective, start off on um, some stock sites to see kind of angles and aesthetics and personalities and moods that you know that subject matter might have and so something like Getty Images is a great one where I go and just type in some of those keywords that I'm looking to achieve and just see what's out there. I have a lot of photographers that I follow uh, that do a good job of kind of helping explain the mood and the environment behind the photographer or the photograph and so I'll research some of that too if there's a certain lighting um, idea that I have coming up with some of that background to what do the photographs look like once you've achieved that lighting style and how do you get to that point. And so, yeah, it's a, really a deep dive into um, the web and and some of those sites, creative sites like uh, um, Dribble is another one that I use from design that I usually go to right away. Um, Behance, I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, is a great creative resource um, that I usually check when I have a concept or idea that I'm kind of digging into. So there's a couple of those types of things that inspire me. And and then, like I said before, kind of looking at the world around, I'm constantly um, dissecting photos um, in grocery stores and on billboards and uh, looking at the lighting style uh, and trying to figure out how they created that and looking at what makes that photo successful uh, just from a a creative perspective and a, a layout perspective. What's the focus? You know, what are the other elements that in the photo that that make it interesting or not interesting? And what am I attracted to in that photo? So a lot of that is what I mean when I say that, like looking around the world and seeing what is it about the things that you like um, can you do to create those same types of ideas and moods. Yeah. Um, just to sort of uh, in wrapping up a little bit, uh, tell me a little bit about 
where uh, you see either your photography or other creative pursuits going, um, and sort of the, uh, maybe a little bit about uh, any personal projects that uh, you're working on or, or the relationship between what you're doing commercially and for other people and what you might be doing for yourself. It's another fantastic uh, question, and it's something I, I struggle with because I want this really clear path of do this and then do that, and then you'll have this success, and then you'll be able to get that. And I think it's easy to follow a lot of photographers and and see that in their work and go, oh, they just did these three steps, and then they got this, and that's exactly what I want to do. So if I just do those three steps, then I'll be successful, and I'll figure out my path. Uh but it's not that clear. And I've just recently understood that there's a lot of mess in between those that doesn't make it easy to have a clear path. And so from a commercial photography perspective right now, one of the things that I'm trying to do is shoot a lot of stuff. And I really wanted to narrow that stuff down into some certain fields and pursue those fields. But I feel like at this point, uh, it's more important for me to be a generalist and see what type of things are working and playing and then pursue those types of photography because I live in a small market. Uh, it's a little bit harder to define what I want to be because there's not necessarily the clients who want that work. And so I'm a little bit more testing the market in that regard and trying to figure out um, what works and what's interesting to people. And so one of the personal projects that I'm working on that really doesn't help with that, but does help promote the type of aesthetic that I like and really get my creativity out there is uh, photographing artists and makers. And so um, I just finished up a shoot for the Frankenmuth Art Council and that's the type of work that I really enjoy doing and that's definitely a personal project where I'm able to create within my own set of rules and my own objective and then create work that matches the style and aesthetic that I like. And so that's one of the ways that I'm trying to really hone in on what I like to photograph and then photograph it in a way that and, and a voice that I think reflects my skill set and um, my creative approach. Well, James, I uh, appreciate you stopping in today and uh, appreciate your story. It's a wonderful story and uh, sort of your perspective on uh, where your career is at and perhaps going. Um, and uh, we'll look, look forward to watching uh, that happen. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.